Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast, your guide for growing lawn care and landscape startups into a thriving business. This show is dedicated to helping you improve your business and achieve financial success. Your host, Paul Jamison, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Join us as Paul shares his expertise and passion, helping you create a prosperous future. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. I hope you are doing well. Uh, Today we're going to have part two with my boy Phil from Phil's Lawn Care in Idaho. He's also the host of the Think Green Podcast, uh, where he helps lawn care landscape professionals earn extra income through content creation. Uh, So anyway, Phil hit me up. I was working out the other day and I get a text from Phil and he's like, hey, you want to hop on a podcast and talk about uh, how to start and grow a podcast. And I said, sure, that sounds like fun. So he's over there in Idaho where it's cold and snowy. And I was in a good mood because I got done working out. And I didn't really have much going on that next hour or so. And so it's perfect timing. And uh, we hopped on a podcast and we just got into a really uh, deep, good, fun conversation. And so yesterday on the program, I shared part one of that conversation. And today I'm going to share another excerpt of that conversation. Now, if you want to listen to Phil and I's conversation in its entirety, check out his show, Think Green Podcast. Not sure if he's already dropped that episode or if it's coming out soon or when he's going to publish the full episode, but he has a Roadcaster Pro, so he recorded it on his end. I recorded it on my end. And uh, so anyway, uh, without further ado, here's part two of Phil and I talking shop, talking podcasting, talking content creation, talking life. Uh, Enjoy. Paul, you said you were Putting in your two weeks and you're about to quit the job. I think that's where we left off. And so if you're still there, go ahead and continue that story. Yeah. And your commercials are good, man. I thought you were talking to me like, does your back hurt? And I was like, yeah, it does. And then I I thought you were still talking to me. And then I I literally said yes. And then I realized this is a commercial. So you got really engaging commercials. Excellent. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you for that feedback. <laughs> That's fantastic. I literally thought you were still talking to me like, hey, does your back hurt? I was like, yeah, because I was working out. But <laughs> a- a- anyway, um, so <clears throat> in 2020, I don't really know. Well, I was in this like whirlwind where I was like, this makes no sense, but I feel like I'm supposed to quit the radio station. And the reason I say it made no sense is I absolutely love being on the radio. Everything was going well. Like it, it made no sense to quit that job. But I also knew that I was going into the new lawn care season. It was, it was spring and the podcast was picking up traction. Now I'm in year three of the podcast. And so I, I wrote a really nice letter. I had a couple of friends proofread it and they said it was a masterpiece and I gave it to the owner of the station and the general manager. And I was very intentional to, you know, show them nothing but respect and just be honest with them. I'm, I'm going to move on and focus on my, my lawn business and my podcast. And and thank you for the amazing five and a half years and everything you taught me. And um, they taught me so much about broadcasting and stuff like that. So, and that was a very difficult time in my life uh, to make that decision. But what that meant is for two and a half years, all I did was use their equipment. And so at this point I had to go buy my own stuff. And so I got 
a microphone that was an Audio Technica twenty one hundred something like that. It was a hundred dollar microphone, not not mm-hmm. you know not too fancy, <laughs> and it was a USB, so yep. it would plug right into my computer. Um, but I did have Mister Producer in in a hundred dollar microphone, and we just kept going. Um, <clears throat> and then I got uh, a Rodecaster Pro uh, shortly after that, and I got. Wait, um, hold on, Bef- before we jump into there. That- before we jump in, I just had a quick question. What was holding, what was like the main thing or maybe a couple things that were holding you back from quitting? Was it uh, the the pay because it was paying, no, the job was paying the bills or, I mean, what was kind of holding you back? What was hesitating you from quitting? Um, well, number one, I liked doing it. Um, I, I probably liked sitting in the air-conditioned fancy studio. Keith Kalfas came down and visited me in 2019 and he was just blown away by how cool the studio was like all the microphones and the hmm. sound equipment. And it, it was, it, it looked cool. Like stylish wise, they had like these wood panels and it was just uh fancy lights and just, I just liked being in there and it was air conditioned and the content we covered Christian content. So it was good for me to just uh, kind of kept me um, on the straight and narrow and, and accountable. Um, so I liked going there day in and day out. And I I just liked everything about it. What I, I guess I didn't like was the commute, but I knew that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't take this podcast to the next level. Um, if I was doing three things, which was running a, a, a successful booming lawn business, running a radio ministry where they were trying to get me more and more hours there and opportunities plus the podcast. And it was like, I was doing three things and I knew I needed to to narrow it down to one eventually. You said taking your podcast to the next level. Can you uh, can you dissect that a bit and tell us what you mean? Well, at, at, up until that point, I didn't even have a publishing schedule, so I would just publish an episode like Stan Genetic, just willy nilly whenever. Gotcha. Okay. And so one thing that came out of that when I left the radio station. In 2020, I made the commitment to make the show daily, which I learned from the radio station. They had the morning show there with um, Rise and Stein, David and Leanna were a morning morning commute show. And they were a great show, but they did it every every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. They were on the radio for four hours every morning. And so I'm like, this is easy. Like if they do it every day for four hours, why can't I do a 20 or 30 minute episode every day? You know, just, just 20 or 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be four hour, you know? Uh, and so, so for me, I was like, that's a piece of cake. If I'm not working there, I should have the time to do a daily podcast. And so I started going yeah. daily in 2020 and that really moved the needle. My my download numbers uh, skyrocketed in in twenty twenty. I mean, skyrocketed. So twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah. So twenty eight. I think actually that's when that's when I kind of connected to you and started listening to your podcast. And I didn't have, I mean, I had YouTube, but I was repairing small engines, but I was also cutting lawns. And so when I went full time lawn care, uh, I was li- I was I was also searching for podcasts, and I think that's when I found you on Spotify and connected to you. I don't know how many episodes you were, uh, you were at at that current moment or not, maybe in the three hundreds, maybe. 
Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm looking at my stats here. It shows me on 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 the thing. Um, in in January of 2020, we had I don't know what episode number we were on, but we had 8,000 downloads that month. Um, and then March. Pardon me, April. What do, you, we, what do you mean by downloads? Are those uh, listens or what? Yeah, what are they? I, I really? don't know. It just says downloads. I guess they downloaded the show, but, but, but 10,000 people, uh, 10,500 people downloaded in April, 2020. Um, and then in May went to 12,000. And then I'm looking at my, it was like, it looks like Mount Everest. It just keeps going up by July of 2020. We had 26,000 downloads for that specific month. Then August, it went to 37,400 for that specific month. So going back to the beginning of that year, in January, we're getting 8,000 downloads per month. By August, we were at 37,000. Then September, uh, it was 39,000, Phil. And then we peaked in October, 45,923 downloads in October of 2020. So it basically quadrupled. Wow. And I'm looking at my little graph. It just keeps going up, 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 up. So it went from you know 8,000 downloads a month to, to 45,000 downloads a month in October, 2020. Um, and then the next year it just went 2021. It just went, went 2022. It just went bananas. It started going to, uh, Oh, I'm not even looking at the right thing. I'm looking at, at the smaller number. I'm looking at the, the, the IAB versus the unique. If I look at the unique, the numbers are much higher. All right. I'm, I'm going to jump. I'll, I'll jump us back in. Okay. Hold on. All right, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, as you may understand from all the other previous shows. We always run into issues. Nothing really runs perfect. And uh, I do not work with any producers. So anyways, Paul, uh, tell us about that growth and what really made your podcast boom. Yeah. So April 5th, 2020, I resigned from the radio station job with the intention of going all in on the podcast I started the trajectory of a daily episodes, Monday through Friday, and the numbers, let me go back to April, 2020. We had, I'm looking at unique downloads here now, 12,904 downloads in the, uh, in, in May of 2020. So our, basically our first month full time, almost 13,000 downloads that month. Then I'm looking at my chart. It just keeps climbing up like you're going up Mount Everest. And it just it just goes up, 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 up. And then it crescendos in the summer of, of 2022 at 163,467 downloads in one month of the, the summer of 2022 was bananas. So, so at this spring and summer, at the spring and summer time, um, were you still operating a lawn care business? Were you still cutting grass or was your podcast already monetized where it was kind of bringing in the majority of the revenue? So the podcast wasn't, I had one sponsor in, in, in 2020. Um, uh, that was jobber. And that summer, and I was still running my lawn business full time. That summer I, um, I, I went on my first tour. So everything shut down. If you remember, uh, 2020, right when I went, right when I went full time, uh, that, that was, or I no, 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 no. Pardon me. I think I left the station in 
Yeah, it's 2020. It was 2020. So, so that's when uh, everything started shutting down. So I was like, oh man, what did I get myself into here? But I got creative and I was like, well, I could go and I could interview Naylor and my friends in Virginia and Maryland. And I go up to Ohio and interview Sean Spencer and go up to Michigan and interview Keith Kalfas and Fullerton. So I did that in the summer of 2020 and I had um, gotten sponsors for that. Um, Echo, uh, Echo was actually the only sponsor. Uh, I say sponsors plural, but it was sponsor Echo. <clears throat> so they sponsored me to go on that tour. So I did get some income from that tour. Um, and then uh, I had uh, people running my business back here in um, Atlanta. And that was very stressful because I'm up there trying to like unpack my roadcaster and, and interview people. And then customers are saying, Hey, you forgot to take the trash can out. And then, you know, the trash man didn't pick up the trash can. Now it's overflowing. Like there's all these fires and I couldn't, I couldn't be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to go dump your trash in the bed of my truck and take it. You know, like I just, I couldn't solve these problems. Right, yeah. It was very stressful. So then I went on another tour in the fall um, and I had four sponsors for that tour and Naylor joined me on that tour. We went out to Arkansas and, and interviewed um, uh, it's his turf and, and, and uh, uh, what's his name? Kevin Frost um, from fall river um, and then uh, Blake Albertson in Kansas city and, and um, uh, Greg Chisholm geek, the freak. Um, we interviewed him in, in his home and then I went up and, you know, interviewed some guys, Corey Ballard in Iowa and things of that nature. So that was, that was fall of 2020. And I started realizing that I really need to go all in on podcasting eventually that I just couldn't keep being out of town and then having all these people calling me like, Hey, you know, there just, it seemed like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And I'm, you know, I, there's nothing I could do other than call somebody and be like, Hey, can you fix this? Can you fix that? And it's just, it, 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 uh, a lawn business is intended for you to be there on the boots on the ground in the local city. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so 2020, I think that's what, go ahead. I was just going to say a lot of guys that take vacations, even for a week is kind of stressful for them. They can't really let go of their business because they worry about those things happening. Right. <clears throat> so that was, that was my life in 2020, 2021. And then, you know, this year's 2023, I do have a lawn business. Like I, I still have a business open and I can do jobs, but I cannot do lawn maintenance. Uh, so I have zero uh, weekly lawn mowing maintenance accounts uh, this year because I learned my lesson. I, I can't go out of town and stuff happen and I can't be there to, to fix it. You know what I mean? So um, anyway, I had to make adjustments along the way and, and go all in on the podcast essentially. So. That makes sense. Now you said your first sponsor was Jobber. Could we kind of talk about that? Not, we're not, I'm not trying to get, you know, how much you're making per ad, none of that. I'm more talking along the lines of what, what, what did the reach out look like? Did they reach out to you or you reached out to them and were you nervous? Were you thinking like you were going to get shut down? What did that look like? Yeah. So my, I was mowing Randy's yard um, and I was listening to a podcaster, but I don't think it's a podcast. It might've been a YouTube video with Tim Ferriss. I mean, maybe it was a podcast. I don't know. But, um, I was listening to this piece of content from Tim Ferriss and he was talking about how he was getting $54,000 per podcast, uh, read. Uh, so, so he was making every time you would hear a Tim Ferriss podcast, $4,000. 
right. or an ad. And he would do two ads per show. So each podcast wow. episode that he would make, he would get $108,000 for one episode. And they were asking him about it. And he said, my goal was never to get sponsors. My goal was to build the biggest podcast. And at the time in the, I, I must've heard this in 2018 or 19, Phil. I don't know which one of those years, but it was like right when I started my podcast, I had listened to this podcast where Tim was explaining his sponsorship strategy. And I will never forget, because I remember which yard I was mowing while I was listening to this. He was saying the mistakes that all these guys are making is they're going out, starting making content, and then they're just trying to get a sponsor right away because they think they're cool or they just want to make a little money or whatever. He says, that was never my goal. My goal was to be literally be the biggest business podcast because he said, I knew if I was the most downloaded, biggest, most listened to podcast that the sponsorship thing would take care of itself. And so his goal was, why don't you go build a big podcast and then get a $50,000 sponsorship rather than worrying about all these, you know, mom and pop shop sponsorships for your, you know, mom and pop shop numbers. And so I took that to heart and I, I took sponsorships off the table. I'm like, well, I'm not even going to think about getting a sponsorship. And, and, and honestly, I had income coming in from the radio station and my lawn business did, you know, well, so I didn't have to, I didn't count on the money through a sponsor. It was more like the podcast was a hobby, but I had that vision. I was like, well, I want to build the biggest podcast that I could possibly build and then see what happens. And I also made a goal that I was going to make a hundred podcast episodes and so I wasn't even close to a hundred podcast episodes. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to even worry about the sponsorship thing until I get to a hundred episodes. And if I get to a hundred episodes and I want to continue the podcast, then I'll, I'll at least entertain the idea of what that next step looks like. So <clears throat> I was probably on like episode 50, maybe 55. And I got a DM on my green industry podcast on Instagram. And it, and it just said, Hey, this is Moray. I'm the marketing director at Jobber. We're thinking about uh, sponsoring some podcasts. Would you be open for a call? So this was in maybe May or June of 2019. And so I said, sure. And so she basically said, cool, what's your email? And, and, and we set up a time. It was 3 o'clock p.m. And so that day I was all excited. Uh, I think it was June. And the mansion that I lived at wasn't my mansion, but I lived in this big house that my friends owned. They were on vacation. They were all on a family vacation. So they were all out uh, down in Florida at the beach. So me and my buddy Zach had this mansion to ourselves and he was, he was out at the pool and it was just a fun day. And so I was at the pool all day with him and I was like, okay, three o'clock, they're going to be calling me three o'clock. They're going to be calling me. So I was out there, you know, like two I'm like, Hey, turn the music down. You know, they're going to be calling me any minute. And then at three o'clock, I was expecting the call and they never called me and I was devastated. Ooh. I was like, oh man, I got scammed. Wow. I was like, I thought, I thought that was really jobber. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was really them. Like what the world? And I was like, I must've got conned or scammed or whatever. So it was three Oh five. My buddy was kind of making fun of me. He's like, yeah, your sponsor, huh? I was like, I thought they were going to call me three. And so I went into my room for a minute, um, I think to get a drink and I had just checked my email and she's like, Hey, are you hopping on the call? Well, 
before <laughs> before um COVID, nobody used Zoom. You know what I mean? Nobody even knew what that was. Yeah. And so when she said hop on a call, I thought she was gonna call me on the telephone. <clears throat> okay, so I thought she had meant hop on a phone call and she meant hop on a Zoom call. Jobber was so ahead of the time, they were already doing Zoom. So I'm sitting in my room with my shirt off, dripping wet. And and she's emailing me like, hey, are you still coming? And gave me the Zoom link. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So now I threw a shirt on. I'm, li- I'm in literally in my bathing suit and I'm, I'm dripping wet. I mean, I just got out of the pool. I'm soaking wet because I was just going to do the call with my shirt off, you know, next to the pool for the sponsorship call. So now I hop on a Zoom call and Marae's a really pretty woman uh, from uh, Jobber. And I'm sitting there looking at her. I'm like, okay, this is real. And I'm like, hi, I'm Paul. And, you know, I probably sound like a doofus. I'm like, and she's like, tell me about your podcast. And I'm, you know, I'm telling her all about it. And, you know, um, I could look, I could look the numbers back up uh, in the thing here in 2000. Yeah. So this would have been June, 2019. I had 3,451 downloads that month, 3,451 mm-hmm. downloads in that you know, and I told her that I, I sent her the report or whatever. And I was, I didn't think that was that much. And uh, she's like, well, send me your rates. And so I, I just made them up. I didn't, I didn't have any rhyme or reason or whatever. I was like, well, for, for this amount of episodes, I'll give it to you for this amount. And I, and I gave like three packages and, and, and different episode amounts and then different numbers. And she picked the biggest package. So the, the biggest number wow. out of the, the chart uh, package three for the biggest amount. And I, I couldn't believe it. And they had paid me, um, through jobber. I, I switched over to jobber cause they gave me a free trial to, to try it out. So I got jobber. I got a free, I actually got to try it for free. And so I switched to jobber. They paid me in jobber and I was like, this is crazy. So that was my first sponsor in the summer of 2019. And it, it lit me on fire. Um, it, it was awesome, but they signed up, I think for 75 episodes. <laughs> so I should, wow. So anyway, I, I, it kept me going. Cause I was like, all right, well I have to make 75 more podcasts cause they're sponsoring them. So, um, that, that kept me going. Now, now that you got, now, now that you got a sponsor, um, was there any negative feedback by running ads in your podcast or, or did your audience just accept it and say, Oh, he's growing. That's, that's great. Yeah, I think I think ninety percent of people thought it was cool because like I only get only had three thousand downloads, you know what I mean? And 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 I know who they were. It was like Naylor was listening, and if he listened, and if I did twenty five episodes that month, and he listened to all twenty five, it was really only one person behind those twenty five downloads, you know what I mean? If they listened to daily, and mm-hmm. my buddy Tony Rudolph listened down in Lake Oconee. Um, you know, my friend Lamont Hairston was listening to North Carolina. Like I knew, I, I felt like I knew everyone's name who listened to my show. It wasn't like there's that much. And they would congratulate me. They're like, dude, we got a pot. Like, it was like, we got a sponsor. Like, congratulations. Like, it, like they felt like, like people are noticing our community. Like they, they thought it was cool. So I, I, I'm sure I got one guy that was, you know, just jealous or, or envious, but for the most part, people were celebrating it. Like it was a win for the community. Like people thought that was cool. That's awesome. Do you recall your first time ever getting like an email or feedback of where <clears throat> someone was like, Hey Paul, I really do appreciate you creating these podcasts that actually helped me in my lawn care business. Do you recall that first time, first ever email or first ever text message you got um, in that kind of context? Uh, I remember my first gift. Um, 
I got, I, I, well, I, I started, uh, pe- people started sending me stuff. Um, so, so, so that was pretty cool. Um, cause God would be like, Hey, can I get your address? And I'd be like a little skeptical, but like, ah, I don't know about this. Um, but you know, uh, I had some guys, send- what, what were they sending you? Uh, one guy and he didn't send it to me like directly, but he had bought me $200 worth of steak. Um, so, uh, Connor is his name. Uh, Connor Smith, I believe. And, uh, he had ordered steaks from a company called, um, I forget they're out West somewhere. And so I had a whole bunch of like ribeye steaks and New York strip steaks sent to me. Was it like butcher box or something? It wasn't butcher box, but it was a similar type thing. I forget the name of the, 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 the thing, but he was like, Hey, thanks so much for your podcast. Uh, you know, steaks on me. And then there was like a whole bunch of them. You know what I mean? I had like, I don't know, 20 wow. steaks or whatever. And so I do rem- I remember like, there was a, a token of appreciation, people going out of their way. Um, somebody had a plaque made up. It said like green industry podcast. Um, and it says, uh, if you build it, they will listen. And it's like a plaque and it lights up at, at night. That's awesome, um, man. Yeah. Uh, Castillo, he's, he's down in Texas, I think. Um, so, so anyway, little tokens, stuff like that would really, really appreciate, you know, uh, and, and these guys did it on their own initiative. It wasn't when I was like, Hey, send me steaks and, and, uh, cool memorabilia and stuff. They, they just did it on their own. So that was, that was really encouraging that the show is, uh, impacting folk. Their gifts people sent you and what kind of feedback you were getting throughout this growth, like this insane rocket growing a season of your podcast. Yeah. And the other, the other feedback was people loved when I would go on tours. Um, we play a special music, like a special intro. Like when I went to Florida, we played like beach music and Mr. Producer did a good job with those montages of, of, uh, Oh yeah. I, rem- I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So guys would get hyped like, dude, I, that tour was so much fun. And, uh, th- those episodes were our most popular ones when we would go on tour. So, uh, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I think I went on five tours, um, you know, throughout the history of the the show, we went to, to Maryland, Virginia, Ohio, uh, uh, Michigan. I went and visited uh, pro cut lawn care, Cody and, and, uh, his wife in Tennessee in, in 2020. And then that fall, Naylor joined me out West or Midwest, whatever Kansas city is. I don't know what they call that, but we went to that part of the country Iowa, Kansas, stuff like that. Um, That was a lot of fun, Arkansas. Um, And then I did a few other tours um, over the years. I kind of rinsed and repeated that that route up to Ohio. Um, And then I went to Florida uh, two different times on tours down there. So those were a lot of fun uh, going on tours. And we we got a lot of positive feedback about that. Hey guys, Jason Creel here and want to invite you to the 4th Annual Lawn Care Life Conference in Springville, Alabama. That's just outside Birmingham, Alabama, near my hometown. We have room for 300 tickets. The early bird ticket pricing is $197, and that includes your meals. We're talking about Friday night, most of the day Saturday. We're going to feed you dinner, breakfast, and lunch. We've got great speakers lined up. I'm going to be there. My friend Paul Jamison's going to be there. Naylor Taliaferro, Jeremiah Jennings, Alan Hain, the lawn care nut, Caleb and Brittany Allman, and my friend Jeremy 
Jeremy Vest. We've got a great lineup, a lot of excitement, and every year that we've done this event, the reviews have been fantastic. So come hang out with us, Springville, Alabama. If you need a ticket and want to register, you need to do so before it sells out because I really think it's going to sell out this year. This is Friday and Saturday, February 23rd and 24th in Springville, Alabama. To get a ticket, go to LawnCareLife.com and click on the link for conference. Are you looking to supercharge your lawn care business? Check out Footbridge Media. They'll optimize your online presence, manage your reviews, and provide personalized marketing consulting, all under a fixed price pledge with no hidden charges and a 90-day money-back guarantee. It's time to take your business to the next level. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com now to discover more about Footbridge Media, your bridge to success. If you want to earn more money in your business, it may be as simple as raising your prices. Braden used our price increase letter, and what happened? Well, we've actually been in business for 32 years now. My dad started it, and then he handed the reins over to me. And in 32 years, he never increased the prices ever. And I knew that we had to make a change, so we actually got your price increase letter, increased the price by 20%, and um, we were doing around a million gross, up that to 1.2, and we had eight cancellations through the entire thing. So we raised our prices through that letter about 200 Say that. Say that one more time. Two hundred thousand dollars that was sitting on the table that we weren't getting access to just through a letter. So it, it helped us out big time. So do you think the price increase letter uh, provided an ROI for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, beyond is probably the best investment we've made in thirty-two years. <laughs> that is awesome. You can get the price increase letter at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. It's a plug-and-play template. You just put in your information, insert date here, insert name here, and in the most straightforward, concise way, it explains to your customer why you're raising their price it made him 200 grand each year and then you're going to raise the price again next year exactly that's awesome all right so i mean i we've been talking for almost an hour now um so i wanted to get kind of more into in detail and kind of a more of like a wrap-up question so i know a lot of people out there are you know listenerships or, or listeners of our podcasts but sometimes people are like hey well i got a story of my own that i want to share uh, and I want to start a podcast, you know, but I don't know how to start one. What would you recommend or what would be your advice on how they can start their own podcast? Do they need all that fancy equipment to start? Uh, what do they need and what is required of them to start one? Yeah, well, unfortunately, with audio, I think you do need a high quality sound like the movies that they made in the 1990s. Like our phones now have better video cameras than like the, you know, movie cameras of the seventies, eighties and nineties. You know what I mean? So with video, mm -hmm. you can get away with, uh, having an older iPhone or, or, or the other brand or whatever, like with, with video, there's more, uh, the, the, the cameras now are so good that basically any smartphone will be good enough for video. You don't need the fancy stuff on the video side. But right. on the audio side, it's a different story. It doesn't matter who's talking. It could be the most famous athlete or pop star or singer, musician, whoever's the most fascinating people of the world. If they're talking and their audio is not good, people won't listen to it. It's just like, it's like irritating. It's just you can't uh, over time listen to that for, you know, for more than a few seconds. So if you are going to start a podcast, you have to have a good sounding show. 
to, to have anybody give you the time of day. So personally, what I use, it's called the Roadcaster. Um, I have the Roadcaster Pro 2, although the original Roadcaster Pro is will get the job done as well. And what I do is I have a Shure SM7B mic. <clears throat> you don't need to get that brand. Um, you could get another microphone that's not as expensive. A MXL BCD1 um, is the one that I used for you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Uh, but basically, an MXL BCD1 that's like two hundred dollar microphone, or a Shure SM7B, which is like a six hundred dollar microphone. Either of those will plug into the Roadcaster, and then you can connect the Roadcaster to your computer, or you can just save the files onto your Roadcaster. So I think if you realistically want to start a podcast, you need to set aside at least $200 for the microphone if you get the MXL BCD-1, or if you've seen the headset ones that I take to these events um, where it's got like the headset and the microphone connector, like a sports announcer, those are called the BPHS-1s. Those are $200 a pop. So you could get one or two of those um, and those work fine as well. Now, if you want the one that Joe Rogan has and that I use, it's called the Shure SM7B and the little boom arm thing you're going to need for that is sold separately. So that's like 600 bucks and the Rodecaster Pro, Rodecaster Pro 2, those, those usually run like six, 700 bucks. So I think there's no skimping out on those things. You You need to get those kind of microphones uh, one of those brands, uh, or similar, there's other like, um, you know, like Sennheiser has a similar one to the BPHS one that's made by audio Technica. I don't know the model number, but it's, it's a similar comparable. So I do think you need a really good microphone and then you need some way to record it from there. <clears throat> I use Lipson, which is, is a home for my RSS feed. So I actually own the green industry podcast. So there's some free free versions out there where you can upload your podcast to, and then it will send it to Apple Podcasts and Libsyn and all of that for you. Um, and those are great to get started out on. The only problem is they own your show, so if you ever like blow up, that they own the they own the show, not you. And so I wanted to own my own show, so I I pay Libsyn hundreds of dollars a month, and basically. I submit the show to Libsyn to the RSS feed, which is basically like a cloud in the sky that holds the files. And then about every right, five yeah. minutes, Apple podcast, Spotify, all of them, like every five or so minutes, they go to that cloud and see if there's any new files. And if there is, then it uploads my podcast to them. So I, I use Libsyn and then, the onboarding is simple. Like one time I connect my Apple podcast and my Spotify podcast and all of that to lips and RSS feed. You basically go to like Apple podcast connect and it will say, what's your RSS feed. And then in lips and I just copy and paste what my RSS feed is. And then I paste it in Apple podcast and then it recognizes my show, but I only have to do that one time in Apple, one time in Spotify, one time in all the major podcast platform platforms and then after that, all I have to do is upload each individual episode to Libsyn, just like you would upload a YouTube video to YouTube, and then it will automatically send it to all those platforms. But do be mindful if you use a free thing that they own your show. If you ever like 
blow up and want to do this full time, uh, you might want to pay like I do for Lipson and my friend, Brian Fullerton, he pays Lipson and, you know, Caleb Allman and, and stuff like that. We all use Lipson and pay them. And I personally, my show is now, I think it's, it varies, but it's usually at least $200 a month. I got to pay Lipson. But if you start out with no listens, no downloads, you could probably get like $20 a month plan on Lipson. So I think we got the audio fixed. So um, Paul, just let me know if I turn into a monster again, <laughs> still trying to learn all this, but uh, how about for somebody that does not have all of the, maybe they're not, you know, they don't have all the money to buy all this expensive equipment. Uh, what are some maybe like cheap alternatives? Uh, Cause I know you started, you said you started with like a hundred dollar microphone, um, but what are like some cheap alternatives that maybe, maybe under a hundred dollars, maybe under $200 where they can start and maybe use like a free um, platform uh, to, to, to start this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to be perfectly honest, I, I'm just guessing here cause I've never used the free platforms. It might be called Buzzsprout or something like that. They might have a free version. Um, but in regards to the equipment, there is a lot of, uh, cheaper microphones out there nowadays that sound pretty good. Um, the, the hundred dollar one that I used is called the ATR 2100. Um, there's an, uh, th there's a website called Adobe podcast. So even if you use your phone, just like the, the free microphone recorder that comes on your, your phone, you could take that file and import it into Adobe podcast and it will like process the, the audio file and enhance it and make it sound really good. Um, so you could, you could just use your phone and then uh, process it through Adobe podcasts. So, so that's, that's one way there, but I would honestly, if you do want to start and grow a podcast, I would, you know, count the cost and, and, and try to invest in some of the more premium alternatives uh, because it's just something that, uh, as a listener of the podcast, I only listen to shows that sound good. And if it, if it doesn't sound right, I move on immediately. So, um, I, I, okay. I, I do. And another question that I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Phil. I, 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 I made my point on, on that. Okay. I was just going to ask like, what makes a podcast fail? Maybe this is a question that you've never had asked before, but I know that like, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to call anybody out, but I noticed that like, you know, even I've had that moment where I would take a, like a six month break or a three month break because I just, I, I don't know, man, I didn't want to create a podcast. So what makes, what makes some, a, a podcast that, you know, starts off on a right path and then boom, they just give up and then stop doing it. Do they lose passion or what is it? Yeah. Well, I think as the host, you need to understand that if you're going to build trust with your audience that, you know, you need to have a level of consistency. So if you set a publishing schedule that you're going to do an episode once a week, then I, I really think that you, you build trust when you show up once a week. And it's very, very, very similar to, to your YouTube world. I know you've got that uh, really fine tuned. And when you publish, you know, every Sunday morning or whatever your publishing schedule is on YouTube, the algorithm kind of anticipates, oh, Phil's lawn care is coming out with a video and and it it builds momentum over time. And then your your loyal audience expects it and things like that. So 
Um, I would say if you are going to build an audience, you need to build trust with them. And one way you do that is you're consistent. So you show up at the same time. Um, so that's definitely something that's important. And then when you do show up, that you actually bring bring value. So people are either going to tune in for entertainment, that they just want entertained, or they're going to tune in for education. And I think the the winning formula is combining some some education um, with some entertainment. So so I try to make my show funny, um, but I also try to say something that's going to, you know, provide some type of knowledge for somebody to move the needle in their business. So um, the other thing I learned when I was at the radio station, the the world class show that was uh, from six a.m. to ten a.m. Rise and Stein, David and Leanne. It was a husband and wife, but the the husband was in broadcasting for years, and he used to do a a national syndicated sports show. And he was just he was very skilled at what he did. And so I'd always ask him like, Hey, how can I get better? How can I get better? How can I get better? And he would basically say, you need more reps. He's like, you've only been in radio for two years. He's like, I've been doing this for 30 years. He's like, uh, just keep getting in more reps and you'll get better and better. But he says, I want you to listen back to every single thing you say on the radio. And at the time in radio, they have something called an air check. That was basically whenever I would go live on the radio, they had it set up that it recorded my, my sound check or whatnot, my air check. So then I could go back and listen to what I said on the radio. So if you have a podcast, make sure you're your most loyal, loyal listener. And what I mean by that is when you're going the car, when you go to the treadmill or whatever, listen to your own podcast. And if you're listening you're like, man, this is boring. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to my own story, my own show. And I'm like, oh man, this is drier than last year's bird nest. And I turned myself off. And I'm like, if I'm turning myself, <laughs> true story. I'm like, if I'm turning myself off, cause I thought that was stale and boring, then there's other people out there that I bored, you know, I, I bored. So I, wow. I listen, I'm like, okay, well, well, why did that get boring? And, and uh, like, I'll be like, well, it took me 12 minutes to say something I could have said in 30 seconds. So I, but I listened to myself so much that I can tell when it's effortless to listen to, or when it's like, Oh man, that's kind of dry right there. And then I start picking up on tendencies and I'm like, wow, when I have Naylor on the show, for example, we just chatted up and it, it, the half hour flies by. So it's like, okay, we'll have Naylor on more, you know, go to these events where people are like those episodes are so easy to listen to. And so I would just start listening to my own show and then I would pick up on when it gets dry and boring, when it's good. And then I would double down on when it's good. And when it would get dry and boring, I would just try to fix it. So it, it's more uh fast pace or, or just like I, I try to fix when, when I'm as a listener finding it not good. So um, I, I would make sure you, you consume every podcast you put out, you listen to yourself and then just you're listening, you'll, you'll pick up on things and be like, that was good. That wasn't. And um, if you need other people's feedback, I'm sure they'd give it to you. So I think that's, that, that's some well. really good advice, Paul. I really do appreciate that advice. That was some golden advice right there. How about some more, uh, just some more, uh, give me some more golden nuggets, Paul. How about for people that have like me that have been doing it for a while now, maybe in their second third year of podcasting. How about some advice for uh, people that are kind of, you know, boots on the ground, you know, digging in the trenches uh, with their podcasts? Yeah, I would say be original. So 
Um, I'm sure it's the same in the, the YouTube world. Like there's copycats out there. Like they try to be someone that they're not like God created all of us originally. Like there's, there's only one Paul, there's only one Phil. So as a podcaster, kind of find your formula or find your voice or find what, what makes you unique? Because in our lawn care world specifically, like you can only talk about route density for so long. You know what I mean? If there's 15 podcasts out there and everyone's like, you got to have route density. Like uh, there's only so many times you can say the same thing so many different ways. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and so what I'm saying is with lawn care tips specifically, it's like, okay, yeah, you need route density. Yeah. You need a card on file. Yeah. You need, I mean, there's some basics that we can cover, but what special sauce are you adding? Like what, what originality are you bringing to the table that makes it unique? Um, and, and just finding out, you know, what that is for you. So for example, my friend, Jeremiah Jennings, he does a really good job with this. He brings his wife on, on Mondays and they do like a marriage Monday. So, so that's a great, you know, original thing that Jeremiah and his, his wife, and there's only one Jeremiah and one Savannah. So, you know, that, that is a special thing that he, he did. And, and, and so on and so forth. And so um, I would just say, be original. Don't just copycat what I'm doing. Don't just copycat what someone else is doing. Cause you know, SB Mowing was telling me this when, when I interviewed him at John Deere, he's like, there's people copying him. Like they're even copying his logo. They're copying everything. They're just like, they're, they're just copying him. And he's like, why, why yeah. would someone want to watch my copycat? Why wouldn't they just want to watch me? And so don't, don't be a copycat, like find your original, you know, original thing. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate it, Paul. Thank you so much. Um, We're going to wrap it up. We've been talking for about an hour and 15 minutes. So man, you've been, you've been truly a, a blessing to me and encouragement. Uh, Your podcast again, over a a thousand eighty episodes is just truly incredible. I mean, someone to dedicate their life to uh, get all the information, collect all this information, put it into one podcast uh, for all these lawn care and landscape individuals and even other niches uh, is truly just, again, remarkable in that in the fact that you continued growing this podcast and continuing uh, to be strict and, uh, you know, have this schedule set out and getting people on interviews um, just really shows your character and your commitment to and your passion towards podcasting and broadcasting. And uh, I just really do appreciate you and all the hard work that you've done for the lawn care community. So um, any last takeaways and also how can people find you on uh, your uh, the platforms that you're on? Yeah. So on Instagram, that that's where I'm most active at. My handles at Green Industry Podcast and I'll post some clips of the podcast over there. Um, I'll also post some clips of me working out and things of that nature over there. I'll have some clips of me golfing and just, I just kind of share my life over there at green industry podcast on Instagram. And uh, I'm also at green industry podcast on YouTube and on Facebook. So we didn't even really get into that, but I have been uh, filming the podcast. Like I filmed you uh, when you were at the John Deere booth at equip and I, I published that video on YouTube and I published some of the clips on, on all the platforms 
Uh, so I have been filming the video of the podcast and, and then chopping up those clips in a little one minute uh, YouTube shorts or Instagram reels or whatnot and, and been publishing those uh, every day as well. So. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time again, Paul. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Think Green podcast. If you guys have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out to Paul. And Paul, what is the, how can people reach out to you? What is the best email or Instagram or what is it? Yeah, you can uh, hit me up on email, uh, greenindustrypodcast at gmail.com. And I just put something that's going to catch my eye in the subject line, uh, greenindustrypodcast.com. Uh, at gmail.com usually just put like friend of the show whenever that's like a code in, in like these trade shows and everything when someone comes up to me and they're like friend of the show uh then i know to you know you're not some you're you're a friend of the show <laughs> it is what it is exactly yeah. yeah all right paul again thank you so much it's been an honor talking to you and uh thank you again listeners for listening on on this subject of how to start and grow a successful podcast Paul Jameson can be reached uh, on basically any, any platform that he mentioned and also, again, his email there. So if you have any questions at all for him, uh, please reach out to his email, listen back to that. And also, if you have any questions for me, please reach out to me, philslawn at gmail.com. Thank I you again one, so much. Can, can I add Take one it. more thing? For yeah, you? go ahead. On, uh, go Jan ahead yep. on January 19th, 2024, uh, we're going to be teaching a class on how to start and grow a successful podcast we're going to be talking about how to monetize a podcast um, and all those details. And Mr. Producer is going to be teaching this class with me. It's going to be his first time at an event. So if you actually wanted to know what he looks like, he's going to be there in person. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and we're going to be at the Creator Clubhouse, which is a world-class podcast studio here in Atlanta. And it's going to be a training that's all day long um, at the LCR Summit, January 19th. Um, that's, that's 2024. Uh, you can get more information, I believe at lcrsummit.com. It's not my event. It's uh, Naylor Taliaferro's event, but he has a day, uh, where, you know, we're going to be teaching the ins and outs, the X and O's of podcasting. So, uh, if you are serious about it, uh, we'll, we'll go really in depth and, 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 you know, customize a plan for you, uh, at that event, Mr. Producer and I will be there all day, just helping guys get their podcast going. So, um, that's going to be a lot of fun. January 19th here in Atlanta, Georgia. There you go. January 19th. If you want to learn how to start a successful podcast, boom, there you go. Uh, Mr. Producer will be there. You can meet him at Atlanta, Georgia. So if you're around in that area, or if you just want to fly in and be at that event, you can do so. So um, again, thank you again so much for listening. Take care guys. God bless you. And we'll see you in the next one. Well, guys, always a good time catching up with my buddy, Phil's Lawn Care. I was blessed this past year. I got to hang out with him twice. Uh, one time at the Equip Expo, he was at the John Deere booth with me. We, we banged out a podcast there. And then we were also at the Toro event in Minneapolis. Uh, I think that was back in August. And that was a lot of fun. We went up there and uh, went to a baseball game. And then we saw uh, Toro's newest lawnmowers and got to hang out with our friends up there. So uh, cool to get to hang out with my buddy two times in one year. And then of course, virtually here, I uh, get to hang out on the internet. Uh, the think green podcast is out there. If you want to listen to Phil's show, uh, it's helping lawn care and landscape professionals earn extra income through content creation. And, uh, 
They dive into the structures of social media and how to run them at their maximum potential. Episodes include interviews with content creators of various sizes, entrepreneurs who want to jump into social media, brand managers looking to partner with creators, and much more. Pretty cool what Phil's doing there. Innovative, creative, I like it. Uh, I mentioned that we're doing an LCR Summit here in Atlanta, January 19th through 20th, so the link for Naylor's event uh, that Mr. Producer and I will be at. That's in today's show notes, as well as the link to the 2024 Lawn Care Life Conference. So I will be at, planning on being at both those events, uh, January 19th and 20th here in Atlanta, Georgia for the LCR Media Summit, and then the Lawn Care Life Conference, uh, February 23rd and 24th in Springville, Alabama. And that event is focused on, well, many things, uh, how to work on your business, not just in your business. We're going to be covering that topic uh, we're going to be talking about knowing your numbers and uh, YouTube and, and content creation. We'll be covering that at that event as well. And uh, so much more. Alan Haynes is going to be there. Caleb Allman, Naylor Taliaferro. Uh, let's see here. Jeremy Vest is going to be there. Jason Creel, myself. A uh, ton of cool guys are attending. I, I think uh, Jeremiah Jennings is going to be there. John Pajak. Uh, Pookie's going to be there. Uh, ben Naiman. Uh, Kevin Salters is coming down from Connecticut. So many folks have messaged me. Hey, I'm coming to the Lawn Care Life Conference, so it's gonna it's gonna be a fun and, and it's gonna be a lot of networking. Uh, din- dinners included Friday night. We're gonna have dinner and then uh, breakfast on Saturday morning and lunch on Saturday as well. Lots of time to network, hang out. Uh, Eighty acres are, are there, so uh, Ferris is bringing a bunch of fun equipment we can play with out there and ride and drive. Maybe not play with, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Eighty acres is a lot of territory to cover, so uh, we can race the lawnmowers and make content and have fun. Uh, and uh, we'll have other brands there, other other equipment for you to try out. And uh, most importantly, get fueled up before the season uh, by by good networking and fellowship. And, uh, you know, get a little nice pep talk from Alan Hayden, the boys, and and uh, get ready to go crush it next season. Uh, let's, earn, let's earn some big money, big money in 2024. So anyway, thanks for listening to today's show. I hope you've enjoyed it and hope to catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paul. Is it time to elevate your lawn care business with Jobber? As a field service management software, Jobber has been a game changer for me since 2019, streamlining everything from quotes to payments and making customer communication a breeze. Tap the link in our show notes and see why over 200,000 home service pros trust Jobber to grow their business. Click the link in today's show notes or visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul to learn more. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.